do I have a type or do is there a type of guy that likes me? And I think one of his most famous and his best lines is, "I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. Come a man." man. <laughs> If you thought it was going to work, you think targeting the chicken shots would have been cool? If it, Okay, here we go. Yeah, all right. That is a good, that is a good question. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, you've asked one. <laughs> if, if... Hello and welcome to Colour Out The Box podcast and as always this is Mo and finally I'm back and um, apologies um, yeah I've been on a bit of a break and the reason being is podcasting alone is hard so that's why <laughs> this week I have uh, my special guest um, I don't know should I call you by your official podcasty type name? I don't know what the other t- name would be. So, you know, Stavros Boss. Are you just call me Stav- What do you um, call me? The Podfather. Whatever, whatever you're happy with. <laughs> what do you like to go by? What other, What else do you know me as? That's what I'm thinking. I, I normally say Stav, actually. Then that's now. fine. Okay. So, Stavros Boss from ESM Podcast. Eloquently saying nothing, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I've been on your podcast, um, how many times now? Uh, I believe it's four. Four times, yes, four times, more times than other people, but we won't go there. <laughs> so yeah, but so thank you for coming on my podcast. Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it. I'm honoured. Um, for any like listeners of mine that maybe don't know about ESN, which you should, because I always mention you guys, um, how would you describe your podcast? Um, there are five guys, black guys, between the ages of 30-something to 40-something and mature men yes mature men and we discuss on a weekly basis it's every tuesday we discuss general topics trends that's going on on social media things that are going on in our lives yeah and just the world as we see it yeah i like it and i like the dynamic because it's friends but then also you you have you and your brother on the same podcast Mm -hmm. so that adds like a different dynamic to like so sometimes you guys argue Yep, sometimes we argue. I mean, when I say sometimes, a lot. (laughs) Often we argue. Yeah, but I like it. I like it. It's kind of like, it makes it more personable. I get you. Yeah. Sometimes I'm a bit like, I feel, because even when I've been on it, there's times where I felt a little bit like, should I leave? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like it's getting a bit personal. Like, you know, like when you argue with your siblings, like you kind of like, it's you're arguing about one thing but there's maybe like an undercurrent of like other stuff and it's like you know it's like it's deeper than just what you sort of talking about Mm. but to outside people it's like it's it's a minor like why are you guys arguing yeah because i remember you guys last time i was on had a disagreement about um i don't know like the cord for the microphone or something some brothers get on well some (laughs) brothers argue me and my brother just happen to argue a lot yeah it's and yeah unfortunately people around us don't necessarily uh it's it's uncomfortable for the people around us yeah you know it is because because sometimes like when i was last day i was like oh are they joking oh no they're not joking i'm just gonna be quiet (laughs) 
So I, that's what we need to do to get you quiet. <laughs> I'll argue all the time when you're around them. I literally was just like, I don't even notice. I was literally just like sat there ne- next to Mr. Wolf, one of your other co-hosts. And we just, I just like looked at him and then we kind of just exchanged the awkward <laughs> look. And then I just like fiddled with my phone. <laughs> and then it was over. And then, and then it was on. over, exactly. And then we got over it and we started laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, let's take a moment and get right into it. So, Stav, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this week. Uh, this week, this week, this week, this week, this week. Well, I haven't been at work. Oh, okay. You've had some time off. I have had some time off. So, I've been, I don't know, potting around the house, doing bits and bobs, being with my daughter and my wife, spending as much time with them as possible. Nice. That's the reason we're recording so early, so I can actually go back to my family. Yeah, it's a Sunday, mm. early Sunday morning. Mm. I feel a bit bad, actually. Because some people don't compromise on their time. I did compromise. No. You gave me, so... You don't. So we were, I said any time after 12 on Saturday, mm-hmm. 12pm, and then I said all day Sunday, and then you came no, you back didn't, to you me. You didn't say any time after 12pm, because I, I would have I done it yesterday. No, last week I'm talking about. And even then it wasn't any time, because I gave you a time, and you said you, let's no, do it no, another time. No, no, the time that you gave me, to be fair, was 1am in the morning. That's not any, well, that's, that is any that's, time. That's not an appropriate time. Why not? <laughs> that's not an appropriate. We started recording my last episode. <laughs> the episode that's, that's cool with you. That's you guys. No, together. but you can you can talk about appropriate. But we, <laughs> you guys. So, by together. the way, listeners, Mo and I argue just as much as me and my brother. By the way, but we recorded. We started recording at two a.m. Yeah, but that's a bunch of guys that you all know each other. You know, like just so listeners know, I. So one of the reasons why I've been delayed with my um, pod is I've been trying to find places to record, so it keeps on falling through. So apologies to everyone that's still waiting to come on. I am gonna sort it out. So I record at home in my house. Mm-hmm. So you're sat in my living room right now, mm-hmm. North London Studios. Um, blah, blah. <laughs> so. For you to say, oh, yeah, let's record at 1am in the morning, mm. that's not appropriate, because that's in my house. So? Okay, let's... <laughs> but answer me, so, what, what is it that's happening at 1am that's not happening at, at 1pm? It just, it, just, it just doesn't feel appropriate but to do that. I would like to say, I am, I am, a, I am the married, married man. man. Yeah, I'm the married man <laughs> whose wife is happy for me to go no, because she cool. trusts me. But I, I don't think it's appropriate. I'm respectful of your wife, of you. So I just don't think that's appropriate. And also, like, I don't know. I don't feel super, super comfortable to be having someone in my house. I don't know. That's fine. That's fine. I can accept that one. Yeah. The bit where you're saying you're respectful of me and my and my <laughs> wife and my relationship, it doesn't make any sense because so my you wife, don't, you don't my like wife, I'm would, respectful. No, but you're not being. You're, what you're doing is you're you're thinking that this is what's better for them when I'm telling you what's better. No, for no, me. I'm not saying. So my it's wife, would, my wife would prefer that I'm recording when she's sleeping rather than I could be at home with my family now. I'm just. I I'm left just, my daughter. She's I'm like, Daddy, thinking. why are you going to podcast? <laughs> I said because I this mean, woman wouldn't let me record that. <laughs> at 1am in the morning. But then no. they're both sleeping. And in that way, I don't, no. I, I, it's like I would never no. would have been with them anyways. Okay, let's just, let's just move on. So, you know, can't complain. Good stuff. <laughs> okay, so let's get straight into it. So, first thing on the list to talk about, I wanted to talk about, and I'm glad that you're here, the Jay-Z and NFL situation. Mm-hmm. Do you want to explain it to give it context? No, you're the host. <laughs> no, I know you, I know you <laughs> like doing that, though. That's the thing. I'm open. 
you probably know more than me as well. Jay Z, who is um, the Jigger Man. The, the, okay, the Jigger Man. <laughs> and he, I don't know if he runs it or he owns it or he co owns a company called uh, Live, not Live Nation, uh, um, Rock Nation. Rock Nation. Which I think is a subsidiary of Live, Live Nation, actually. Is it? I thought he kind of had a deal with Live Nation and then he's kind of set up his own thing. Potentially. This is the thing. I don't know. You're the, yeah. you're, it's it's okay. your podcast. But. <laughs> end of the day they deal with artist management and and um sports management and promotions in that kind of field Mm. so they've now done a deal with the nfl to deal with um promo stuff the halftime shows and with the little bit on the end where they're going to deal with kind of like race relations and how the nfl deals with Mm. um cultural things yeah. So those are the aspects that they've made a deal with. Now, there's been a bit of uproar about it because Jay-Z, who was a staunch defender of Colin Kaepernick during yes. his Neil um, process and uh, yeah. his uh, protest against, not the NFL. No, he wasn't. He was protesting the NFL themselves, against police brutality mm, and social injustice. Exactly. So he was, kneel- for, for those of you who don't know, the couple of you that don't know, he, yeah. he was kneeling. Have you seen that clip when Jay-Z goes, do you know why he was kneeling? Do you know why he was kneeling? Yes, I've seen that clip. <laughs> what do you think of that then? I, so basically, Jay-Z, once it was announced, obviously he's got a little bit of backlash. Not even a little bit, actually. Quite a bit of backlash. And he... Basically, I don't know if it was like an interview or something. There's a clip going around the internet where he's talking about it. And he's saying that basically we've gone past the point of kneeling. And now it's time for actionable items. I think his wording was. I think so. And he basically saying that the kneeling was good to kind of bring awareness to the cause. But now... Everybody knows what it's about, what the issue is. So now let's move on to actionable items. But he didn't actually, from what I saw, articulate what those actionable items are going to be. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So, yeah. So, but in the big scheme of things then, would you be on the side of the people that are saying, Jay-Z, what you've done is He's a sellout. Let's let's be honest. Oh, so, you think he's a sellout? No, no, I'm saying like there's two camps. There's those that are like he's playing like, you know, 3D master chess. Like this is like the ultimate like business move. Um, there's those that think he's a sellout. And then there's those that think that it's business and it's that's what it is. So everyone needs to just get over it. What about the fourth camp where basically what he's saying is what he means? Yeah. So, so more, more than justice, just business... I the business and basically what he said is he's separating the business side of it yeah. from the um, protest side of it. Well, yeah, not necessarily the protest. Let's say the trying to trying to have what what is what's the term you use? Something actions, um, actionable items. Yeah, or something like that. So he's separating those two things because yeah. the business end of the day, although those the two can mesh and they do overlap. Mm. Often they overlap actually, but they are still separate separate things. Yeah. So. Whilst I'm doing a business, I can't, you know, as they say, I can walk and chew gum at the same time. Yeah. I, the thing what I would say is, so I'm in the camp of, I'm un, a bit undecided right now. Mm-hmm. However, I do think it's a bit, what I think what made it a little bit, I'll say dodgy, 
is because, as you said, he was such a big supporter of Colin Kaepernick. He has lyrics where he basically talks about not doing how they asked him to do the halftime show and he turned it down. Mm-hmm. And he he asked artists as recently as last year not to do the halftime show, including Travis Scott. And I think something about there was a conversation with Jermaine Dupri. I don't know. If, I don't think it was Jermaine Dupri that was going to do it, but I think it maybe some of some of his artists that were going to do it. So for me, that's why I was a bit like, oh, okay. But the, and also this deal would have taken a long time to like come to fruition. Mm. So while you're having those conversations with people saying, you know, basically essentially boycott the halftime show, you're at the same time having negotiations. Maybe. These kind of deals don't come out of nowhere. That's fine, but you, we just don't know for sure that. I think I think someone did say that it was. Um, is this has been a year in the making? I don't know. My sources are not confirmed, but these kind of deals you they don't just pop out of nowhere. This would have been like over time, like negotiations. So it could even have been longer than a year. Mm. But my point is, is that it there would have been some kind of overlap from you saying to people, don't do the show but you're also negotiating with these guys. And that's where I think it kind of is, is a bit dodgy there. Potentially. That, that's, that's for me. That's where I take the dodginess. That's where I, I'm like slightly selling. He's a bit of a sellout there. Okay. All right. I hear you. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I, I, Are you a Jay-Z fan, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would say that he is... Probably my favorite rapper. Oh really? Maybe yeah, or, uh, or Tupac. He's a he's the best rapper. I'll put it that way. Okay. Yeah, he's definitely the best rapper. Yeah, definitely up there. Yeah. Wasn't he number one on that list that was going round? Yeah, as where Joe Budden was number three. Number three. Yeah, that was funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he's the best rapper, and he's up there with my favorite. Definitely. Okay. Um, not that that's gonna mirror. And I was gonna my, say, my, my like, thing. do you think that's gonna like maybe nah, um, nah, nah, nah. Um, taint your view or like um, you know you slightly got like rose coloured glasses on? No, because uh, I can separate the art from the person. Okay. And so that's just that. I don't. I don't. It, I don't have to like him to to know he's a good rapper. Mm-hmm. And uh, or to enjoy his music. Yeah. But in this aspect. As much as, like, I think it was a bit tone deaf the way that, that press conference. So I think there were, he was with the head of the NFL and I think they were yeah. announcing the actual deal and they had press people asking questions. Yeah. And I think the person asked, would you kneel? And that's when he said, you know, we're over this. Yeah. Like, over the kneeling part. Uh, I think he was a bit exasperated because maybe there's a bit, a clip that's just come out. But I think before then, he had basically said other things along yeah. that, that that kind of line. So then when that person said, so then would you kneel or not? He was like, he actually went, <sighs> he was like, I've just said what I had to say. You know what? And then you've asked this. I'm going to insert the clip at this point. Um, okay. I think we've passed kneeling. <laughs> yeah, I think it's time to go into uh, actionable items. I think everyone knows what the issue is. <laughs> and we, we're done with that. We, 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 everyone knows what the we. You know what the issue is. You know why we were kneeling. Okay. Do you know the issue? Yeah. yeah. Do you know the issue? Yes. We all know the issue now. Okay. Next. What are we moving on next? And I'm not again. So to be clear, for the room, 
I'm not minimizing that part of it because that has to happen. That's a necessary part of the process. But now we all know what's going on. What are we going to do? How are we going to stop? Because the kneeling was not about a job. It was about injustice. Let me bring attention to injustice. Everyone's saying, how are you going forward? And Cap doesn't have a job. This wasn't about him having a job. um, Yeah. So as you've now just heard, yeah, he didn't seem happy with the question. No. And I think it's because he had already, in his eyes, already answered it. But I, I don't think he did answer the question. No, but that's the point. Unless you watch the whole thing. Oh, okay. Oh, are you, I get what you mean. That before the, that question was answered, he had, in his eyes, addressed that issue. Yeah. So then the question he thought was, uh, let's say it's a problematic question, or you were just trying to get a rise out of me because I've already given you the answer mm. in, a, in what I thought was a fleshed out and articulated way. And then you just go straight down to, well, would you nil or not nil? And he's like, mm. we're past the leaning part because we need to do something about the injustice in America. Kneeling in and of itself is not actually doing anything. So in, in the respects of what he said, whether we like it or not, the kneeling is to bring attention to the issue. The, the issue. Now the issue is at the forefront, which it is. Mm-hmm. Nobody can deny that. Everybody knows what Colin Kaepernick was was kneeling for. Or not everybody does. The people that don't know don't want to know. No, definitely. There is, it's not that it hasn't been told to them. It's not that it hasn't been mm. articulated. It's not that it hasn't been spelled out. They just want to see it from a different angle of you're disrespecting the flag. Definitely. And that's the only way they're going to look at it. Anybody else that doesn't have that blocked out lens on has heard what it is about. Whether they care or whether they're going to do anything about it is different, but they know. So he's saying, now that people know, let's do something about it. And the business deal I have with the NFL, part of it is just business. And then there is a small part of it where it's let's deal with how we deal with racial relations between the NFL and it's mainly black um, players. Again, this is where, again, I feel a little bit uncomfortable Mm. because majority of the deal is about um, the halftime show. So in terms of from the outside, and again, I haven't seen the contract, I haven't seen the papers, so I don't know. But I kind of feel like, okay, the NFL... It's a win-win situation here. Mm. They're basically, they've got King of the Blacks to kind of like, you know, get the Blacks back on side. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, they're kind of not really having to address the fact that they blackboard um, somebody for um, basically exercising their right to peacefully protest. So they've kind of, that's just been... So are we just going to close the door on that? But what you could say is that uh, Colin Kaepernick sued the NFL yeah, yeah. for being blackballed, as he saw yeah. it, and then that was settled. So, yeah, but so it, the, what has the NFL learned from that? There's, there, there's still rules in place that basically um, do not allow um, players to protest. Um, nothing has changed. They've not come out and said the guy. What was the guy? It's not Robert Kraft, the NFL commissioner guy I that was sat next. Anyway, the white guy that sat next to um, Jay Z. He wasn't there to. Jay Z was doing a lot of the talking, talking about like you know, you know the issue. This is attend awareness has been brought. There was nothing from his mouth that I have seen that suggests that maybe the NFL like, okay, we've learned from this situation, we're doing this, we're going to do this. It's almost kind of like here, we've got, you know, your leader, he thinks we're cool again. Mm. So everything's, you know, everything's cool. And we've just basically written him a check 
and he's now going to have control of the halftime show, which they do rely on heavily from black entertainers to bring in audiences. They had Maroon 5, and apparently it was quite low ratings in yeah, comparison. I mean, it's Maroon 5 anyway. Exactly. I, was I mean, Maroon, Maroon 5 are okay. Like, let's not diss them. <laughs> They're right, but they're, they're they're, they okay. were never going to bring in the, the, the numbers. I, I didn't think they should have headlined like a, a show like that. Definitely not. Uh, no. It was a shambolic choice there. <laughs> um, again, if all right, let's take this and look at it from the angle of where we were discussing you at work earlier yeah. this week. And I said there's two ways you deal with it. Is one mm-hmm. is you brush it off and you just like okay whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other one where you challenge it and you fight it in a, uh, whichever way you deem fit, mm-hmm. a respectful way. Now I said I was the type of person where I'd go home and I'd forget about it. In general, that's the type of person I am, mm-hmm. for better or for worse. And so the reason that the way I'm coming at this is that I am the type of person where it's like, forget about it, mm. in the, in terms of the NFL. I don't like injustice. I don't like uh, the police brutality. I don't like all of these things, obviously, as a black man. But I'm not expecting the NFL to do anything from that. I, I don't actually expect them to do anything. I don't. So... I can either sit here and cry about the fact that they're not going to because I don't expect them to. There's nothing they're going to do to change. They don't have to change. No, no, they they don't have to change. So then... But I I think the point that, as I said, that I keep, it's a little bit dodgy with the whole Jay-Z thing is, um, like I said, it's because he's kind of, it looks like he's gone from one extreme to the other. Mm. He's gone from, you know, F them and, you know, forget about them and their little show to hey let's you know we're gonna work together and you know um do the halftime show and do some other things also we're gonna start you know have a little campaign about like you know social injustice and that's why i think it i think it's kind of left a bad taste in some people's mouths okay so those some people let's say for argument's sake but i'm not stressed about it i'm I'm just let me just put it out there that's cool well let's say (laughs) in the next six months to a year because the nfl season is just about to start I don't, I don't watch American football. I, I do actually. So they, they, they just started pre-season. Okay. So they'll be starting within a few, the next few weeks. Let's rugby say, league. sorry. It's like rugby, isn't it? It's similar. Yeah. It's similar. So I don't watch rugby. So I <laughs> okay, not I. So let's say that within the next few months they start bringing out tangible ideas of, mm-hmm. let's say, people can can kneel. People are allowed to do mm. certain type of protests, and this has come about because of the deal we've had with Rock Nation. Then, let's say outside of the NFL, because you could say that's the that's the big thing that the NFL themselves have yeah. to deal with. Plus the blackballing of Colin Kaepernick, which you could say has been dealt with, but I still think. And it's been to be honest, with that Colin Kaepernick thing, I don't think they necessarily need to give him a job because mm. he has. The settlement has been paid. Mm. I think it was just more of a case of um, not allowing players to exercise their rights. Okay, well then let's go down that, that route. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's say that it does. That actually starts happening. They start implementing rules saying yeah. that players can do X, Y, and Z. And then on the sideline, Rock Nation or Jay Z or Jay Z and B or the Carters, they start doing all these things with the police in terms of how we're going to address the issue with what you're doing to disenfranchised black, brown, or people of colour in, in America. I hate that term, I people of colour. Everybody hates it, but nobody's got a better <laughs> no, Nobody has a better term. It's just non-whites. That's basically... Okay, non-whites. <laughs> Non-cisgendered whites. Um, no, <laughs> you don't like that one either? No, cisgender has nothing to do with this. Yeah, but you, you, no, you say that, but then you could say that they would deal with a gay white person, a gay white man, yeah. 
maybe as bad as they would uh, a Puerto Rican man. Like they, they might see them both as you and us, and so I'm going to treat you both the same. But way. I think with like pr- police brutality. Um, in this context, I think it's more of a, a colour thing rather than... Fair enough, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. Because I don't win. But <laughs> let's say that they do start doing things like that. They start talking about, to the police. They start reaching out. They start doing something. Then yeah. would you, not you per se, but anybody yeah. that has an issue, would you have an issue? Because just like you said, some of these things take months, years no, and to, to, to show themselves. Maybe but, he is doing things in the background that he can't talk about. And so all he's hearing is people moaning about kneeling, and in his eyes he's thinking, "But I'm, uh, if you only you knew that I was actually, I am actually doing things the about thing it." The thing is, though, and all you're doing is moaning about and kneeling, and that's the thing I've seen. I've been reading the comments mainly on the shade room. Yes, I read the shade room, and um, you, it's really fifty-fifty. So, like I said, there's people like you know what? Yeah, you guys need to get over it. He's playing the long game. He's getting a seat at the table. He's going to be doing this. He's going to be doing that. But all this is based upon speculation. And mm-hmm. in the same people, a different set of people are speculating that it's not, it's about money. He's just making money. He's sold out. So we don't know. Because to be fair, it's too early to say. But I'm just saying from the first kind of like optics, for me personally, I was a bit like, hmm, it's a little bit fishy. Well, that clip wasn't a good clip. No, it wasn't. And I think that's probably where his PR team... And then there's pictures of him, like, you know, laughing it up with this, like... I think he's the commissioner of the NFL or something like that. And, like, you know, these people are, like, friends with Trump. It's just, like, the optics are not looking good. Do you know what I mean? friends with somebody that's friends with Trump? No, I'm just saying, like, in terms from a press point of view, like, how it's all looking, it's looking... It's not... There's not been much positive kind of like optics to kind of like support what he was doing. Okay, fair enough. But do you think, just slightly moving on, do you think it's um, for black celebrities? Do you think we put like pressure on them to be kind of like role models to be? So if you think about people like ASAP Rocky, even some of like um, you know our UK like footballers, do you think there is like a pressure for them to be representatives of the black community or to be supporters of like you know um, social injustice against black people? Do I think it should be or that it, that it is there? Do you think? Yeah, two questions. Do you think they should, and or do you think there is a pressure? Uh, definitely there is a pressure mm-hmm. and I understand why I know some people don't but I do it makes what, per- what's, perfect what, sense why do you think there is because if you are a minority in a country so mm-hmm. obviously we're the majority in the world but in, in, in the countries we're talking about so let's say we record in the UK so let's mm-hmm. do the UK and we often talk about America or the Americas so yeah. let's talk about the Americas and I'm, when I say I mean America and Canada so in those is that the Americas and um, Mexico you know what because and uh, what just completely off topic. I was buying um, wine and I was like told to buy wine from California. Yeah. And I was like, I, and I went to, I was trying to find the American section in Waitrose and it had the Americas. And I just assumed that was South America. Um, the continent of the Americas. Yeah. Yeah. But the, or then because sometimes they break it up into North America and South uh, America. Okay. So North America would be Canada, America and Mexico. Okay, anyway, complete America, complete diversion. I bought California wine. I bought Shiraz. I know nothing about wine. Yeah, as, nor as, do as I. A, yeah, as a, <laughs> as a teetotaler. 
So, uh, so uh, but I understand that when you're the minority, yes, that the person that steps out or or that is in the limelight for the minority, unfortunately, you're going to speak for the minority because you are the minority. Yeah. And the reason that makes sense is because if everyone you look at, if I'm in a room and seven out of, because only one out of every 10 person, sorry, three out of every 10 people in this country. No, it's one. Less than one. Less than one out of every 10 people in the UK is We're, black. So black people is 3%. Okay, so all right, three out of 100. Yeah. Let's, let's do it that way. You walk yeah. into a room and... 80 people you see are white. It's more than 80. It's going to be like, let's say 90 people are white. It's going to be 97. No, no, no. Because there are are other colours. There are other... Oh, okay. But 90 of the people out of the 100 are white. You have, I don't know, three Asians, three blacks, (laughs) three whatever. I don't know. Just pick whatever colours. But they make the other 10. Whether those, that 10%, Mm -hmm. whatever colour they happen to be, whether they like it or not, you now become the, the representative of all the rest. Yeah. Because the rest of us, the 90, are so big, no one of us needs to be the representation for all of us because you see so many of us. Yeah. But because I only see so few of you, when I do see you, you become the the banner for all of you. Because that's how I felt like with Ovi and Yawande in Love Island. Did you? Mm. I don't think you watched Love I Island. I don't watch Love Island, but I understand. You had an awareness of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I there was that article that I can't remember who wrote it and basically saying that, you know, Ovi's such a great representation of, like, you know, like the normal black guy and just basically praising him. And I remember I was reading it thinking, why does he have to be... It's almost kind of like he had to prove that, you know, the big black guy can be, like, nice and mm. gentle. And I just thought, like, why can't he just be, like, mediocre? Or why can't he just be... But he was mediocre. From, from my understanding, know, he was mediocre. But that's the point. He's very good looking. <laughs> outside of him being a good looking guy and being, a, like, a genuinely nice guy. Yeah, He yeah. wasn't exceptionally nice. No, no, he wasn't. He was exceptional in any way. But he wasn't, like... I think the main thing was, is, like the British public kind of like fell in love with him because he was like, you know, quite like cool. He wasn't like aggressive in their eyes and stuff like that. It was almost kind of like, oh, you know, when, you know, like when they're like, oh, he's all right, he is, you know. But then that that's my point because what they see when it, in terms of black men in, in the media, yeah, is not usually positive. No. It's usually negative. So once you have this person who's on your screen every day as well, so you even get to know him, even yeah. if, you, because if you saw him as a one-off, then you might not have seen anything. It might not yeah. have resonated with you. But you got to live with this person for however many weeks. And it's like, oh, over this time, over this period, just exactly like what you said, he's all right, you know? It's like somebody that comes to the pub yeah. with us. It's, it's all so, right. Yeah, you, a man could, a black, I could be a white man, a black man coming to the pub, order his drink, sit down, talk with his mates and leave, and I would think nothing of it. But if I sat down with him and had a conversation... Same t- amount of time, same conversation he's having, but I'm part of that. Then all of a sudden, when he leaves, he's like, he's all right, you know, no, because if, I got to know him. But you know what? I think what I took away from that article is like, when is it going to be that black people, we're not here to make, let's be honest, like um, non-black people feel more comfortable being around us because they've gotten to know us and they've realised, oh, we're not all bad. Okay. That that and that's the kind of like I felt a little bit like the article for me and I should find it um was a, just a little bit patronising and it was written by a black person mm. and I got their point but at the same time I was like 
when do we just say like I'm not here to make you guys feel all comfortable and warm inside because you've worked out that oh you know I've got a black friend that's all right you know and that kind of thing okay so yeah so f- for me for just you to zoom out on life you, I believe that life is more or less binary it's okay. black and white <laughs> It's, it's, it is actually what quite. What about the non-binary people? But, uh, non- <laughs> <laughs> I, so let's deal with black and white. Then I think life is is kind of easy. It's black and white. It's either or. It's left and right. Yeah, that's my view on life. More or less, ninety-nine percent of the time, I think people complicate things and make it much more. Mm-hmm. They add grey when there is actually no grey. They try and force okay, the issue. Your opinion. All right. So in, in terms of this aspect, the way I see it is that there is what you want. Mm-hmm. and what it actually is and the way it is is that the majority of white people watching Ovi and thinking he's right you know that is actual life that's mm-hmm. the real reality of it yeah. whether you like it or not that is the reality of it so when I write and say look at this guy he's done a lot for us as a representation of black people in mm-hmm. the media I, I can find it condescending. I can say I don't like it. I can say it's, it's a shame it has to be written. But mm. what I, in my head, what I can't say is that it's not true. No, I don't disagree with so you. So then if it's true and somebody's writing what's true, all you're getting upset, not you personally, no, no. but all the people that are getting upset is you're just you're getting upset over something that is actually true. They're not saying anything that's not true. You just don't want it to be true, which no, is fine. but that's that's the case of a lot of things, though. But then this is why I don't get that's upset over so many things. social injustice, you know, like... just black and white. Yeah. Okay. But so going back to the whole Jay-Z um, scenario... Same thing, it's black Do and you white. think he, you know, because obviously people can, like, put a lot of, um, you know, like, oh, you know, he's our, he's a representation of black people. He's, uh, you know, supposed to be our supporter. But then also he's a businessman. Mm. He's, um, he's a self-confessed, like, capitalist. He wants to make money. One of his most famous and his best lines is, I'm not a businessman, I'm a business man. man. <laughs> Come on, man. It's like... <laughs> he's about the money yep. like him and his wife are like a literally a money-making machine so for him this is you know a power move a money move mm. so do we you have think? to put is it fair to put even even if it is just about money and okay. there's no kind of like he's not gonna use his position to do anything else mm. say if it was literally just that this is a great business deal for him this is gonna this is a great opportunity should we have that does he have that responsibility to kind of like still think about say like the black community as a whole well then here we go because we, we, do, go. we just spoke about Ovi and how he doesn't he shouldn't have that responsibility on each other yeah yeah but then now we're gonna talk about Jay-Z and say that he does and no, then, no, no, I'm asking the question. No, but I, but I think most people that are upset with Jay-Z actually feel you have a responsibility. Yeah. And then here, here lies the conundrum that you can't pick and choose when, where and how. Definitely. It's either you feel one way or you, or you feel another. Now, as far as I'm concerned, I, me, Stavros, feel I have a responsibility. You, Stavros. Yes. But <laughs> There's I only two of us today, so... Okay, but I'm, <laughs> I'm talking to the world because... <laughs> Millions of people will listen to this podcast. <laughs> of course, millions. Millions. It's incredible, the numbers. But Jay-Z's probably listening right now, so direct it to him. What up, Hove? <laughs> I um, feel there's a responsibility on my shoulders for certain things. Yeah. And then there are other things that I don't feel that I'm equipped 
or I'm good enough to deal with those responsibilities. So I leave it for the people that are equipped and good at dealing with it. Yeah. If you understand what I'm saying. So, um, but I would say for myself in the work situation so as I said I mentioned before there's been times when I've had to kind of like raise things Mm. I've done that more when it's pertaining to say like another black person that's junior to me or younger than me Mm. and I feel a responsibility that because I am senior or I have more experience that I need to maybe like step up and I feel that responsibility no one tells me that oh I have to do this Mm. but I have done that in the past where I've seen things that have happened and it's not even happened to me but I've taken it upon myself as someone that's been there longer got more experience more senior role to to basically step up and say something and that's just in my little job kind Mm -hmm. of thing so I do think and but then at the same time I'm annoyed that I have to do that because I don't see say if you're like a white person you don't have that kind of like responsibility on you like to like oh you know I need to step up because this person is also another white person and I need to defend them kind Mm -hmm. of thing okay yeah so yeah I get that. But here's the thing then, you're making moves in the way you feel you're comfortable. Yeah, definitely. Or the way you feel driven to. It's yeah. Like you feel this inclination to let me support the people that uh, be the voice for the voiceless. Yeah. But when it's, maybe when you when it happens to you yourself, maybe the reason you, I don't think you just shrug your shoulders and move on, but the re, the, maybe the reason you, you, you do the side eye and it's like, okay, maybe I'll come back to that later. Yeah. It's because you feel I'm strong enough to deal with that. Exactly. In my position now. Yeah. So here's the thing. So different people have that in just different elements in life. Yeah. So somebody else might look at you. Like I said, if you feel a certain way, then discuss it. Somebody else would have said, it's your job to discuss it. But yeah. in your head, you're, maybe you would have thought, yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. But then later on, you would have thought, but with everybody else I do, Maybe with me, when it comes to me, it's I deal with my personal things a certain way. But when it comes down to dealing with the people that I feel have no voice and I have some sort of say in it, that's when I I, uh, put my shoes on and make a stand. And I think everybody has to make that choice for themselves. Yeah. So so then can I look at Ovi or can I look at Jay-Z and make decisions before Let's look at Ovi, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't make, I can't, well, Ovi, Ovi's a bad example, Jay-Z. Can mm-hmm. I, can I go and point at Jay-Z and say, this is what you should do? I can, but he's doing his own thing. There are things he's doing. I think one of the things he said is, um, how many, like, uh, what, I can show you what I've done in the last 12 months. Yeah. To support black people or to support this struggle. What have you done outside of moaning at me? Mm. And with the documentary he's doing, with the with, with the people that he's assisted getting out of jail or he's assisted with money, I know uh, there was a time when him and Beyonce, uh, there was a rally or something and they both went to show support at the rally. And people got at them and said, you're taken away from the rally by being mm-hmm. there because you're such big stars now. And I think from there, they ducked out of the limelight and they started doing things behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So you only hear about it, not through them, through somebody else saying, oh, Jay-Z did this or... Or but can, can I just say something with that and I'm not saying it relates to this situation mm. but you can do good things and you can do bad things those two things can be true at the same time mm-hmm. so I think when people are like okay he's done this this and I think no one's disputing that I completely agree with you but if he is doing something that's a bit dodge on the other hand mm. that can be true as well but I think we just live in such an, an extremist society now it's like it's it's like that with politics, and I see it like that with 
when I'm when I'm on social media because it, I kind of see myself as outside of the bubble because I'm outside the bubble. I looking feel in. like you're more in there than you think. No, because I don't think like these people. I don't think. No, like, no, I'm you no. listeners. I don't feel like you. It's like <laughs> getting upset over all these no, things. It's not no, me. No, but I see you commenting on like Twitter and stuff like that. I see you getting involved in like. I talk things. about things. I'm yeah, not saying, yeah, I'm not saying I don't. I, when I mean I'm outside, I mean I don't think like how other people think. I'm not this... I, and I'm the king of black and white. I've just said it. I'm a binary yeah. person all day, all day. But <laughs> I, for some reason, even in my binary self, self-admitted binary self, I still seem to have more nuance than most people. So just like you said, he can do good and he can do bad. Yeah. So then for me, then he's just a normal person. No, I don't, so, so there's nothing for me to be up in a rah-rah and I'm so upset with you because yes, yesterday you did something good and to, tomorrow you did something uh, that I don't see as good. The only thing I would say is that when this particular situation, I think the main thing that people are kind of like annoyed about is it looks like it's a contradiction whether it is or not i i think like you said we will only be able to like see like after some time Mm. but it that's that i can understand why people are annoyed and i can understand why people are uh are like get off him like he's 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 going to do something great. And I can see other people that are saying like, look, he's a businessman. He's just doing what he's supposed to be doing, making money. Mm-hmm. I, the way I see it is just to, to put a pin on my side. I think you want to move put, on. Okay, put, do the pin. Is that <laughs> I just, if, if I expected him to do something in terms of your, uh, if I put you on a pedestal yeah. and you've let me down, mm-hmm. then I'm upset. Yeah, of course. But you're not on a pedestal. So you're doing your... For you. That's for me. Yeah. I I suggest everybody remove all these celebrities, social media stars, and even podcasters, (laughs) podcast stars like Mo. Speak for yourself. Take them, podcast stars like Mo. I'm in your shadow. I'm bowing down to you. (laughs) Whatever. Take take them off these pedestals and understand they're just human beings. They're fallible. They're going to make mistakes. And once you look at it like that, then maybe you can understand some of the choices they make. Okay, fair enough. That was a good punctuation at the end. Um, So moving on slightly to this whole hashtag um, go knife free, knife free campaign Mm -hmm. that was done by the Home Office. Did you see the tweet? I saw the tweet. Yeah. From the Home Office. Yes. So just to give context, so basically the Home Office have launched a new campaign. And basically, you know, around the corner from my house, there are actually posters that say, um, hashtag go knife free. So I've seen the campaign build up. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. And they had like a little kind of like, um, stories about like different people from the community. And I was like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And those are, those are around like where I live. So I've seen, so I've seen it. So Mm -hmm. when I saw it trending, clicked on the hashtag and I saw the home office's tweet where basically they have um, launched this campaign in chicken shops where they are putting kind of like testimonies or stories inside the chicken shop boxes where you have your chicken and chips so yes they put out that tweet. I'm not gonna lie when I first saw it I was like oh someone's made like a spoof account (laughs) and everything i didn't take it seriously then i realized oh it's a genuine serious thing and i was just like wow they really did this Mm -hmm. so yeah and then basically the timeline blew up Mm -hmm. for the next few days so what's your thoughts 
Um, I personally don't have an issue with it. Like yourself, I've seen the hashtag knife free. Um, what do you call it? Press run or promo or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a better word. I can't think of it right now. I've seen it. I've seen it in cinemas. I've seen it on the computers. I've seen it on mobile phone. Uh, I've probably seen it on Twitter actually in, in the adverts on Twitter. Mm. I've seen it in uh, the posters as well. Yeah. So I've seen it around London. I can't talk for where those are directed. How I'll do you mean? Because s- you're saying in your area you see it, but maybe if you lived in Chelsea, you wouldn't see the, the posters. What maybe. are you trying to say where I live? <laughs> I'm not trying to say where you live. I'm just no, saying no, that. No, no, what are you trying to say about where I live? I'm just saying that I think the people that have an issue with the chicken shop uh, hashtag knife free thing will assume, probably correctly so, that it is being focused in certain areas. Yes. And uh, those Because even the chicken shop, I mean, the fact that it's chicken shops and they've gone for like, is it chicken cottage? Morley's. Morley's. And there was some, another one. Yeah, there's, there's, there's more than just the three they mentioned. Yeah. But there are 210 chicken shops uh, in England and Wales that they are putting these uh, yeah. paraphernalia in. Now, for me, because uh, we, both these topics we've, we've discussed on our, on, our, um, on our podcast this week as well, um, oh, that's that's a good plug. Yeah, go on. <laughs> um, no, because I just don't want it to seem like I'm just rehashing the whole thing. If, if no, no, give, give me some fresh content. Go on. Because um, the way I see it, poverty and mm-hmm. crime go hand in hand. Of course, definitely. And unfortunately, poverty in this country and blackness go hand in hand. Because yes. um, the areas of poverty in the UK are the areas when you do have ethnic minorities in mm-hmm. that area those where those are where the ethnic minorities are so they so whether you again it goes down to that binary whether you like it or not mm-hmm. that is just the case you go to the poorest areas of anywhere in the UK and if they have ethnic minorities that's where they will be clustered but then i think that's the whole issue with the whole kind of campaign against knife crime mm. by putting it as it's a black issue i think is not nuanced enough i think you have to say it's a like you said a poor issue mm. it's a crime issue like you know that kind of thing so mm. it's um so those things are not really like mentioned because so, they have this, so just, just because they say, have what? the same problems in the north of england where there isn't any, as as maybe as many kind of like ethnic minorities or yes. as many black peoples and they do have like gangs they do have knife crime they do have crime they do have drugs of course so but it that's what i'm saying it's not necessarily like a black thing it's more of a i agree class and i i agree i'd just like to just say when i say poverty and crime go together i mean poverty and blue color crime not necessarily white colour crime. Oh, because yeah, because that's, you know... Just in case... We just know in, where that's going on, yeah, do you just, know what I mean? Just in case uh, anyone wants to uh, um, <laughs> oh, misinterpret what I'm saying. I mean, the real criminals are doing yeah. way bigger things. The, the Boris, isn't it? Yeah, so, Epstein, um, that's why he had to go. Um. So, <laughs> where was I? So, yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's all, it's all about poverty. But if what you're finding is that the rise in knife crime is happening in areas where the effects and the deaths of the people being injured in terms of ratio yeah are black 
Yeah. And in terms of racial, it's definitely the case. Again, you don't have to like it. You can argue mm-hmm. it. But like you said, we make 3.4% of the country, I think it is, or 3.7. So less than 4% of the country. But we do not make only 4% of the... Uh, prison population. Uh, well, I'm not, let's not deal with that because <laughs> that, that could be you're in prison because they put you there when somebody else that doesn't look like you has done exactly the same crime yeah. and we're letting you off. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to go down the prison route. But in terms of... I've been stabbed and I'm in hospital or I'm dead. That those can't be like manufactured. Those are stats. Mm-hmm. So those are more than four percent, five percent, six percent. So as a ratio, we are skewed in terms of how much we're being attacked. And then unfortunately we're not being necessarily being attacked by people that don't look like us. But I don't think I don't disagree with anything that you said. I I think for me, even the actual campaign, as I said, when I first saw it, I saw the posters. I I thought, okay, that's you know that's cool. Like, you know, I even read one of them, so that's fine. I just think the the connection between chicken shops and knife crime and by if you, yeah, you want to say I'm black people, mm. it just was, it's a bit sticky, isn't it? It's a bit like, and if I, and, and I think it kind of went more to the, whoever came up with that campaign in the home office, you could tell there was no black people or black people with decision-making power mm. around that table that when they came up with that, um, that idea to do that, because had there been... And I, and I always say someone with decision-making power, because it doesn't... Because you can be a black person in the room and not necessarily have your voice heard. Because mm. I've been in those situations where I've been like, uh, guys, I think this might be a bit funny and, like, no one's really taken notice mm. because of my position in the company. But if they did, then they would have realised that, okay, this is maybe not the best idea. The optics don't look right. No. Okay, I see there's two ways of looking at this. One is that the the hashtag knife free campaign as we both said we've seen it yeah i've seen it for months 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 mm-hmm. before this has happened yeah i just don't think it is it's gonna work i to for me you know what i would say is and the same way about the boxes and the posters is like you had these kind of like stories but there wasn't much information in terms of like okay if you was say like a young person maybe in fear for themselves and felt the need to carry a knife. There wasn't much information in terms of like where you could get help, what you could do, mm. how, do you know what I mean? Even someone to speak to. So that's for me, for me, it was just kind of like, yeah, great story. You come up with a, you know, a catchy hashtag. And I kind of just was, I just read it and just was, I just went about my day. Mm. So, and I can imagine the people that it's aimed at would probably be even more like dismissive of it. Mm. The only thing that now what's bad is that the whole thing has been brought a lot more attention because of this. I would call it a big, I don't know, um, misstep. It was tone deaf. It was... Yeah, I would say. Yeah, tone deaf, definitely. And a big waste of money as well because they would have paid an advertising agency a lot of money to come over that. But here's the thing then. Sometimes it's about getting your message out there. Yeah. So if you feel hashtag... The idea of hashtag knife free might work, which I don't. But if you thought it might work, then now a lot more people... Because but they know a lot more people know about it now. Sorry? They know for the wrong reason. But if it's going to work, it's going to work. 
It's like they say, no, no, no press is bad press. Now, like I said, I don't think it's going to work. But let's work on the premise but that to it might bring, To bring awareness to, like, the hashtag, yes. Yeah. But to actually, like, do what it's supposed to do, like, encourage people to go knife-free, yeah. all I've seen, if, if I'm honest, is a bunch of memes and jokes online about, you know, like, people saying, oh, I thought the chicken box doesn't come with cutlery anyway. I thought it was already no, knife-free. That's because it's not going to work. This, this is my point. If we work on the premise that it might work. Yeah. Because I don't think it would. So it doesn't matter where you put it. You're, you're just saying that in terms of the campaign in The campaign, general. yeah, that's the word I wanted to. The campaign is not going <laughs> to work. Welcome. The people that, there's two types of people carrying knives that yeah. might use it. There's ones that are threatening and ones that are, are in fear. Yeah. And the ones that are threatening, they're not paying no mind to that. And the ones that are in fear, they have something, they have a reason to carry it. Mm-hmm. So it, the hashtag knife free campaign is not going to work. I mean, don't get me wrong, maybe one out of a hundred people might do something, but that for me, that's not working. It's, it's something but it's not working so but let's work on the premise that it might actually work and then I, then I would go back to there's no such thing as bad press because you just want the idea out there you want people to read it and now it is being out there and it is read so the people making memes were probably those that were never going to pay no mind to it anyways but somebody that needed to hear that message of I used to carry a knife because I was scared and now I'm not and then I realised that the stats of carrying a knife mean you're four times more likely to be stabbed yada 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 all these kind mm. of things now that I've I've taken that in and it's sunk in my head. Maybe I won't do the knife thing anymore. I just don't think that would have happened in the first place. But if it was, then it, could, it still can. And yeah. then the second way of looking at it is that end of the day, the type of people that might be committing these crimes are whether, again, we like it or we don't like it. These are the people that are going into the chicken shops and getting 20 hey, for, for, for 99 chicken shop. That's your business, isn't it? But <laughs> actually, I, I don't actually, not anymore. I'm just, I'm just saying that... <laughs> I'm on uh, your vegan, part-time vegan. So you know. So uh, on one of the, the news reports about this, because it made the national press, it went to the yeah. national news. There was an ex-gang member, somebody that does that used to carry a knife, that said he was going out of his way to go to chicken shops and do this message. He just didn't think again the hashtag knife free idea was going to mm-hmm. work. He thought you needed a one-to-one. You needed somebody to talk to. You needed some sort of uh, leadership and some sort but of... But the spot. thing is, I think I don't think that's a problem. I think that's like, that's basically like community outreach, basically, where you're going into community and you're talking to people and um, you're targeting places where you think that they'll be. I.e. the chicken shop. Chicken shop, it might be the chicken shop, but I, the fact is, the optics of targeting those chicken shops and then printing those things inside the boxes it just straight away when i saw that i was like that was a bad idea but then this is this is what it comes down to is somebody that didn't see that bad optics yeah all they saw is that we believe or we have the statistics that say that many of the people that commit these crimes congregate (laughs) around chicken shops so let's put the the campaign that we're trying to get into these people's faces because there's no point in putting the hashtag knife free campaign in, let's say, cinemas. Because I know I've seen it in cinema. Why if not I'm in not, cinema? Sorry? Why not in I'm cinema? I'm giving an, an, a, a hypothetical. Let's say I'm saying the people that commit knife crimes don't go to cinema because they all do pirate TV or pirate films. <laughs> they don't watch, they don't, they're not going to pay to £20 to go to the cinema anyways. So what's the point in putting it out there? It's the same with any campaign. I'm sure you know about campaigns. You don't, there's no point in putting a message in front of the people that you're not trying to get to. Yeah. Uh, let me finish. Let me finish. So <laughs> they have spread the the net quite far. 
as far as I'm concerned, because like I said, I've seen it on my phone, I've seen it in the screens, I've seen it on TV, I've heard it on the radio, and I've seen it on posters on the street. Yeah. All right. Now they're just putting it, they're, they're, they're going, they're focusing in on this is where we specifically know these kind of people are. But you know, I think it would... Regardless of colour or, or anything like that. It's just, yeah. this is where they are. But I think, but the thing is that we can't ignore is those stereotypes of black people in chicken. That's the point. That's the optics yeah, of it. But yeah. But if you take the emotion out of it, if you strictly took the emotion out of it... So you think the campaign... I say if, I keep saying but, it's not going to work, so it doesn't no, matter no, where they put it. No, no, but say if you thought it was going to work, you think targeting the chicken shots would have been cool. If it, okay, here we go. Yeah, all right. That is a good. That is a good question. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, you've asked one. <laughs> if if I thought the hashtag knife free campaign would actually work, yeah. If I thought that people that commit knife crime or are victims of knife crime, if they read this message, it could assist them. Yeah. Then I myself would put or put it in the chicken shops because but, I know. Forget what. Uh, you know, research is telling me. I know personally, as a man that born and raised in Hackney and lived in and lived in other hoods in 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 London, I know that these people congregate around chicken shops. I know that. But in, is it just because heart. those chicken shops are in those communities yes. where this is a problem? Yes. So why not just chicken shops? Why can't you put it in the corner shop? Why can't you have the posters? You can, you can. But that's what I'm saying. I but, think, they, but they do. That's my, this is my point. No, no, but because they made that tweet where they were like, oh, look at us, we've, you know, launched this campaign in chicken shops. Yeah, but Mo, we've, both of us have just said we've seen it elsewhere. No, but I'm saying that tweet that mentioned that we've launched this campaign and we have like a street campaign and blah, blah, blah. Mm. It literally just said chicken shops yeah, but to fight knife crime. I'm, I'm not worried too much about the tweet. I'm, I'm, I'm more interested in the fact they did it. And they've done yeah. it. They've done it. Which, in their eyes, it's like, this is where the people I, I get what you're saying, but also, I, 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 I personally, if I was around that table in the home office, I probably would have said, guys, this is not, this is not a good idea. I would have said that because I don't because think it's going what, to work. Because you know what it is, whether the hashtag would have worked or not, I think this whole, the fact that we've got now this whole kind of like circus around this it's just kind of just taken away from the whole point of what the message was trying to be. So it's defeated the point. So I know what you're saying good, bad publicity, but it's still not. I, I think it's now it's turned the message into something else, like I, um, basically a mistake the Home Office have made. We're focusing on that more. I agree, but I believe the majority of the people that are upset, offended, and talking out about that are the people that. The message was not for in the first place. No, I get you. So I get then, you. So then somebody like me, who's never been involved with knife crime and might get upset about it, or you, I'm mm. assuming, has, a, has never never been the type no. of person to carry a knife and shank a man, you know. <laughs> shank not a today. Neek, shank a neek from, from, from outside your ends, from stepping on your turf. So you're, you're getting you're upset the one over it. I was it. just talking about my area, just because I've got those posters, like, on my street, oh, so. <laughs> but um, you, get, you get my point anyways. Yeah. I just feel that. Yeah, the people who he was trying to get to, it did. How they took it, I don't know, because I haven't spoken to any of them personally. I know I'm I'm been listening to people that it's got nothing to do with. It's not it's not okay. affected outside of the racial aspect. Okay. Well, t- as in your you guys' words to segue. No, okay. I think it's your brother that normally says that. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about something quite different, actually. Um, basically. Well, I don't know if, if you're the best person to speak to about this, considering that you're married and you've been in a relationship for how long? We've been together for about 
uh, I don't know if it's eight or nine years. I can't, I can't okay. remember. So you, you're, you're going to talk it from a different perspective. As a single gal in the room, um, basically there was a tweet that went out about women should shoot their shot more um, to make sure that we are dating guys that we want to date, not mm. that the guys have basically chosen us. Okay. Let me find the tweet. I'll read it properly. It said, um, so at FKA Boodoo, she wrote a tweet. And it was basically in response to that, um, you know, is it Sucker Patamana? You know, the one everyone, where okay, everyone yeah, asks yeah, a yeah, question. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying it really wrong. It apparently doesn't mean anything. No, it's, it's from a uh, Ghanaian song. Yeah, but, but it's, it's actually... But, <laughs> One day, one day you'll let people finish. Now I'm, now I'm your guest. You can at least let me finish. Okay, finish. Yes, finish. it's from a Ghanaian song and the man spoke some gibberish in part of the song and for some reason that's, they took that gibberish line that he okay. used. And yeah. Okay, well done. So basically someone posted that. Pat me on the head. <laughs> shooting your shot. And it says that I think more women should shoot their shots so they can date people they actually want rather than just... Um, rather than just responding to the people who want them. Mm-hmm. And it made me think, and I was having this conversation with um, someone I I had dated, and I basically said to him, I was like, I, I used to think that I had a type, but now thinking about it, is it that I have a type or do I have a type that likes me? What's the answer to that? And I think I think there's a type that likes me. That's interesting. And I think I would love to go down that road, but I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure I'm not allowed. <laughs> no, no, go down that road. And what, so, what type is that? Then? So, there's like a type of um, black guy that goes for me. Yeah. What's what's that type? <laughs> um, I feel <laughs> feel a bit uncomfortable. Um, it's like. Her cheeks are turning red. <laughs> I am actually I'm <laughs> getting a bit hot. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to be really like diplomatic, yeah. depending on like who's listening. Now, um, we're, now we're getting to the good part of the podcast. <laughs> um so it's normally like actually Reggie though. It's normally um okay. Um it's normally um dark skinned guys, mm-hmm. tall, quite lean. Um, very confident. Well, the women are getting moist right now. Listening <laughs> to this, um, that's the that's the type of guys that um, normally go for me, and and what I thought was my type. Um, but now thinking about it, I don't think I've been approached by many guys outside of that. Personally, okay, you've mentioned mostly looks. You said uh, confident, but personality wise, do you feel that? There's a personality type that's attracted to you as well. Um, yeah, just like confident guys normally like, you know, the typical like Yoruba, like... <laughs> what about the people that don't know what the typical Yoruba... You know, like, like boastful, is. like, you know, very confident um, guys, basically. So, right. guys that are about it. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> Why is it interesting? Um, you make me blush. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I don't know. You probably wouldn't want me to sit on a podcast. Okay, anyway, so. let's let's have that off mic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that that's it. so so I had to. So I think when I saw that tweet, I was thinking about like, okay, yeah, like, do I date guys that I honestly like? That's the kind because I'm thinking, how many times have I 
gone for a guy in terms of like maybe like approached him or you know okay so how many has that happened honestly apart outside of online dating Mm -hmm. because i don't think that counts all right that's fair never okay so i can't so then i think like okay have there been guys that i've liked that haven't approached me and did i approach them and the answer is no You've never met a guy you liked that hasn't approached you? No, I've met guys that I liked that hasn't approached me, but I haven't gone to approach them. Yeah, so the answer would have been yes, sir. How do you mean? You just said, have there been guys that I liked that haven't approached me? And then you said no. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. I um, got confused. But <laughs> uh, when you said online doesn't count and the type of guys that approach you, are you saying that the type of guys that approach you, you're not including the online ones when you say they're the tall dark uh, confident guys so like because if you're going to leave out online then you have to leave out online for both from both sides of it no no so like with because I think with online it's like a different situation because um, say I'm on Bumble or I've used Bumble before and basically the whole premise behind Bumble is the woman has to um, instigate and approach the guy first Mm -hmm. so obviously in those situations I, I have approached guys and that's where I have really looked at it and I thought, okay, I actually did approach guys that are outside my, in quotation marks, typical type because I've just gone for, okay, I like him, I like him, I like him. So, yeah, I have. But, uh, okay, you missed my point. I'm saying outside of social... Oh, my God. Internet dating. <laughs> this is what I said. Forget that. <laughs> the people in real life that approach you because, yeah. um, like you said, I think uh, internet dating is a bigger thing now. Yeah. So yeah. Bef- so when it just comes down to people that have approached you face to face, seen you in a bar, on the street, wherever. Yeah. Are those the same? Are those the type you're talking about? Are you talking about the type that met you on? In fact, forget the online. Are you, the people that met you on the street or wherever. Mm-hmm. Have those been the tall, dark, confident guys? Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's cool. That's that's all I wanted to know. That's all. Okay. To know. I didn't get right. the question. So then to continue, would we like to just continue on with the thing then, or do you want yeah, me to yeah, make so- you more red? <laughs> <laughs> no. You turn red quick as well, no, you know. Leave me alone. <laughs> Oh, wow, this is interesting. I, I need a tan. All right, um, uh, so she's mixed race. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Um, you need to stop. Yeah. Uh, for me, before I go into the, the wider scheme of the things, before I was with my wife, I yep. was dating with the intention of settling down. Mm-hmm. And I was dating a lot. Because... Um, I just was. And I was... Uh, but you, you, I was approached. You was holding auditions, God. Uh, yeah. But I was approached by more or less everyone. I can count on my... As in, like, women that would approach you? Uh, yeah, as opposed to men, yes. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying as opposed to, like, the other way around. Did That's you... what I said, I was approached. Oh, wow. So you was sought out. Yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to be rude. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. You okay. Can, uh, but that, believe it or not, that was, that was the case. I think on one hand, I can count the amount of people I've asked that in my life really yeah, I think on one hand see that's I find so unusual for a guy because like most guys that I know they are used to being the ones that pursue yeah. instigate mm. um, you know I was very shy yeah very oh, shy. Okay. Like, chronically shy um, up until like my 20 well into my mid 20s oh okay yeah so, that, so that's why it's not like um I had women chase me. Oh, and before then, it's not, I didn't have women chasing me down, by the way. So I was just like, I was just 
do my own thing. That's basically. the kind of the idea that I had in my head. Okay, I was yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. there was a queue of women just like ready. No, to but like... when I when I was dating, yeah. Like, I, all right, so I'm forty now. Yeah. So I've been doing my messages from my uh, you're forty. Very, yeah, I am forty. Are you? Yeah. I missed your birthday then. I guess so. Oh, you didn't tell me. Okay, because I have to tell you everything. <laughs> just so you know, Mo, it was my it's, my birthday's coming up. Just so you know, I want to buy yeah. me something nice. Well, obviously, okay, we'll talk about that later. Because okay. oh, I, I actually no, I generally wanted to like you know mark the occasion. It's oh. a big, it's a milestone. I appreciate that. I, yeah, that's, that's nice to know. It's okay. a, it's nice to know that you're thinking about it. Okay, yeah, I was. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've been fully for a couple of months now. So um, uh, my early thirties, mm-hmm. late. 20s yeah yes i was sought after and i did have a lot of women after me okay. up, up until then no so i don't want it to seem like my whole life i've been i was buzzing so but you, at that point i was um yeah i had women like so okay. you can kind of speak on this subject because you're almost taking you're almost like me so no, like I was, going to, I, was, I was going to oh okay you go for it sorry let me none of the up. women that asked me out got any any play outside of a date and I'm going to just focus on the part where I was seriously looking for a partner yeah because then I wasn't sleeping around I wasn't uh yeah let's just say I wasn't sleeping around I was looking for a partner and I was had the intention of settling down with somebody so and this is when women were asking me I just fortunately for me they it just ha- so happened around the same time the so same time I was looking for a partner women started asking me out. so your wife yes now did you approach her yes. or did she, so so that's what i'm saying so you had an idea of what you wanted or what you thought was your um ideal partner or person right for you okay you had these women approaching you yeah you wasn't interested in them so you should, well you couldn't let me just say my whole thing oh sorry go on i'll, okay. I'll, I'll try and be quick i know i know i'm very long-winded the thing is the thing is out I'm of those... like your brother today sorry go ahead no we're not arguing yet <laughs> The women that I actually had relationships with, of the scores of women that have asked me out, yeah. I've never been in, in an actual relationship with somebody that's asked me out. Uh, okay. I've yeah. been on dates with tons of women. None of the ones that asked me out, I've actually been in a relationship with. But I've only had three relationships. Let's say three and a half. Okay. Kind of, let's say three. Three. So those three I asked out, plus somebody else that I asked out, and it was almost like puppy love, and we kind of whatever. Yeah. And then somebody else that I've asked out, Two, six, so six overall. So two women that have asked out and both told me no. Okay. Uh, no, well, one of them when they ask, I ask for a number. Okay. That's how bad it was. I didn't even ask for girls' numbers. That's how shy I was. Yeah. So I've asked out five women, three of them, and four of them I was in a relationship with. Yeah. The girls that asked me out, I went on dates with, and then I realised that me and you are not compatible. And yeah. And I stopped dating you. Yeah. So, but, 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 two things. One, I am not your average man. Okay. So it's not, I'm not the good gauge, but I have heard from other men as well that uh, have been in similar situations to me where it tends to be the women that they ask out, that they go out with. But I do know people, I know people that are in big relationships, I know people that are married, where it was the woman that approached the man as well. So I don't necessarily know if I'm the best gauge, but I know in my life, it didn't work. But I don't think it's necessarily like... um a man or woman thing I think it's just basically if you have an idea in your head of what you're looking for you should go for it it makes sense so if I'm looking for so if I'm looking for I don't know if I'm shopping Mm. I'm looking for like shoes I don't wait until like I don't know I see like an advert that is 
the shoes that I want. I might see an advert and think, oh yeah, those are the shoes that I want. Like mm-hmm. I might be browsing online. But most of the time I will go out of my way to go and look for the shoes that I want. It depends what you're looking for. Because so, if you want a confident, strong, let's, let's, there, are, there is a type of man that yeah. does not want to be approached. Yeah, and that's so nothing. If, so if that is the type of man you like, yeah, then approaching him is not actually doing anything for you. That's that is a really good point because I'm because when I think about some of my exes, they are not interested. They would I don't think they would have taken it too well for me to be for me to be forward with them. Yeah, it's not. It might not have been an attractive trait for you to be yeah. an aggressor. So then. There's something that I talk about right. that I discuss that women can do if they're in that situation. Unfortunately, because I was dating before the the online dating yeah. like big thing and all that stuff, I can't I can't you, talk you, for that. You you was when you was dating, there was no internet. Did there we was, still have dial up? Get me. There was, we made sto- <laughs> we made fire with stones and, and 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 wood. Yeah. But so I can't talk for that. All I know is that, and then I can't even talk for going out and approaching somebody in a bar or in a in on the street. All I can talk about is if you're working with somebody or if you're going to college or uni or something with somebody. And that's when you just show them the green light. And as an African or a Nigerian, they should understand what the green light is. What is the green light? But you know what the green light is? I don't know if I do know. You tell me what you think it is. I don't know. Are you talking about like making yourself look available, like open to being approached? Yes. I'm glad you put that last bit in there. But I don't know how, I don't know if I do it properly. Okay. So how would you do it? I just try and, like, if we're out, just maybe, like, make eye contact. Oh, so this is somebody you don't know? <laughs> yeah. But I think that is, that is more or less it. Yeah, I just... I, yeah, so, I mean, me as a man, I know that if I go into a place, if a woman kind of, like, she she's she likes what she sees. So, yeah, you, you kind of give the eye contact. If she looks at you, it sounds so cheesy or whatever, but maybe you could, like, you hold the look for a second or two and yeah. you look away with those red cheeks of yours and, and <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, you giggle like my that. My cheeks are not red. <laughs> but you get my point. Yeah, so that, yeah. But I do, I, so that's just what we call yeah, flirting. That, that is but too that's, subtle for some people and they don't catch it. But then that's the, then maybe that man is not for you then. Or maybe he doesn't want to go out with you. Maybe he doesn't find you attractive. No, because oh, yeah, I've been in me, situations but. where like later on we've discussed something and then... I've been like, oh, you know, I, you know, I, I did like you like back in the day, and he's like, really? I guess yeah, like, I thought it was obvious. So no. Okay, well then I think that's you, don't it? You you need to look at what you were doing that you thought was obvious. But in my head, I'm like flirting up a storm. Um, in reality, I'm very aware that maybe I'm just. It's not. It's not coming out. It's not coming across. Okay, then we go back to the binary black and white. If, <laughs> if what's in your head is what is what was actually coming out. No, but it's it's subjective because like I could be like you my... just said in reality. So whether no, subject... no, but as in like okay, based upon his perception, then I changed the word. Okay. So like I could so for for instance like me maybe like putting my hand on a guy's shoulder for me that's me flirting, but then to another guy they might just think that they might not even think anything they might not even register it okay squeeze his bottom next time <laughs> that's sexual harassment men, men don't, there's no sexual harassment of men that's sexual harassment there's no sexual harassment of men <laughs> I've um, invaded his space I don't know you know I always find I, I, I feel it's much harder for women than it is for men 
in in this world yeah it's, it's so much harder for you guys uh, because you do have to kind of play these games i don't think a man has to play these kind of games so much. because honestly i like i said just going back to my original point i do think there's maybe potential guys that could have been right for me that i've missed out on potentially because i didn't approach them but i knew that i liked them my advice would just be then to then to approach them yeah but then like you said i run the risk of if he's a certain type of guy, he might not want to be approached. Then that's the. But I think that's changing now, though. That's the thing as well, because I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a, I'm a big man. You're now. from this day and I, age. I think that younger people, are men, sorry, are much more open to. Yeah, them, uh, I think I think that is changing. Yeah. So. I think I think guys are definitely like open to like women putting in a bit of the work. Mm. Yeah, culturally. So, in fact, forget my age. It's just I'm taken. And I've been taken for a long time. Yeah. People that are single are much more open. <laughs> when you say, like, taken, it's almost like you've been kidnapped. <laughs> She's gone in. So, yeah. That's, that is kind of like what it is. So, um, yeah, single people, are think, single men, sorry, are much more open to being approached now yeah. than 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. So, my advice to a woman wouldn't be, even though that wouldn't, or, sorry, not wouldn't, just happen to never work with me. If you see a man and you know that your time around him is not um, finite, it's gonna stop at some point. Mm. Then make a move. Don't let. It, don't 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 regret. Because you, most of the regrets in life are things that you didn't do. It's not that I tried it and it didn't work. Yeah. You don't usually kind of regret that. It's like at least, okay, fair enough. What you say is at least I tried. What you regret is I didn't try. Yeah. What if? What if I tried? No, I I definitely agree with you there because, like I said, it did have me thinking and I was like, okay, there's probably maybe some, like, decent guys, like, maybe I've missed out on. So, definitely, I've been thinking to not necessarily, like, shoot my shot because I'm not... I think I'm not really in that generation of, like, sliding into DMs and stuff like that. I It's not really my thing I, and... Or my age groups thing, I don't think. Yeah, why not? I don't think so. I I would disagree with you. I don't know many guys that are like active online, outside of the podcast world, mm. that are in my age group. I, I just I just don't agree with what you're saying at all. I maybe you I you are not as old as me, and people and people my age and younger are all on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. They are on one of them, and, yeah. they, and they're using them. Okay, maybe you need to show me some people. No, what do you mean, like eligible men? Yeah, I'm not talking about. I don't know. I don't. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying. Why are you getting all defensive now? No, I'm not getting defensive. I'm just saying men are all over social media. Yeah. And if you if you're interacting with one on a Facebook group, or you happen to see one on on Twitter all the time, or on Instagram, and you you like what you like, or you like the look of them, then especially if you're in a group and you know you're talking anyways, that kind of thing, then yeah, by all means put in a dm and say because that's what that's how women were approaching me yeah that's that's that is what it was it wasn't i was getting jumped down on the street so as much as i was a stone age data it was always it wasn't on instagram it wasn't on twitter it was all on facebook yeah on facebook my i don't know i just never log on anymore but if i was to go back there and go back 10 years all i'd see is my 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 uh my inbox full of women wow. saying hi, saying hi or asking a question that really you knew that was their version of the green wow. light because they weren't saying uh, necessarily go out with me they were just 
making themselves making it known that I'm here because I wasn't I wasn't going into your okay. DMs. I, I you came it. into mine, so it, it could be something as simple as like let's say I was single now. What it might happen is, or I might have to double uh, double think about it. Maybe I'm wrong, but if I'm single and I'm putting myself out there and I'm you know slagging myself, and then somebody comes in my DM and says, <laughs> "Slagging," could yourself. could you? Because I'm slack for life. I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> my name my crew is called Slagfest, but that's a whole different story. And um, a woman comes in my inbox and mm. says, "Oh, I know you do podcasts. Could you help me with such and such?" And then when we get to talking, for instance, as I used to write and stuff, and somebody said, oh, I need help with writing. And then once I met up with them, they told me, I don't actually care about writing. I just wanted to get you, get you on a date. And by that point, we were sitting opposite each other. Okay, okay. We, we, now, for okay. me, that's, that, I didn't like that. But <laughs> at the end of the day... You didn't it was, like it? it we were, no, because you lied to me. Just, oh, my God. Which, okay. which is going back to my original point. But <laughs> no. by that point, we were sitting in Costa Coffee talking. And she, no, got, she got banged anyways. She, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> she got what? what she wanted. You know what? <laughs> she got what she wanted. This is a nice conversation. <laughs> Listen, we're adults, we were giving, man. We were giving people advice. We were telling women to be confident. So. But she didn't want a relationship. She wanted a Okay, then physical, fair enough. So she, she only got, wanted a physical relationship. Okay, she got... She, she used she actually, you. Yeah, she got what she wanted. Disgustingly used. <laughs> and, and discarded you. Yeah, you know that scene in Boomerang where, where Eddie Murphy pulls the sheets up to his chest? <laughs> That's what I felt like after it was this... Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, well... I uh, know, I, I kept going back, but still... Uh, <laughs> disgusting. You felt sick inside. I can imagine. Every single time. <laughs> But um, yeah, like maybe we should just wrap this up. So I would just definitely say like for any women out there, just try. Don't say that unless you're going to do it yourself. No, I am actually going to do it. Okay. Okay. Remember, I talked to you outside of the podcast. (laughs) So I'm going to ask. No, ask me. No, no, seriously, I am actually going to do it because like I said, it may, it's making me question like, like I said, do I have a type or do, is there a type of guy that likes me? And I think... It's a bit of both and I think I need to explore. And also those relationships haven't worked. So I need to start thinking outside the box. Mm. I need to start colouring outside the box. So on that note, let's take a break. Welcome back and um, Sam, I don't know if you remember from my podcast every week, well, when I record, um, I do a section called Highlights of the Week. Yes. And basically it's an opportunity to bring a spotlight um, or light to something that you want to share with listeners. Mm, on a previous episode, one of your highlights was the Eloquently Say Nothing podcast. Yes, it was. Yeah, and that's how I got into you. <laughs> Yeah, I think I listened to the podcast where my first ever episode of your podcast I listened to is one where you was arguing with the others and saying that you're doing them a favour by being there every week and recording. What? Yeah, you literally said that. And you I, and you, no. you said that you do this for them and that they should be grateful. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, okay. I didn't say I was doing them a favour, <laughs> but I, I did say I was doing it because of them. Yeah, and you don't need to do this. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put. You know what the thing with me is, because yeah. I, I, I know how I talk. My memory is really, really, really bad. Yeah. But I know what I would say and what I wouldn't say. And um, saying I don't have to do this is not the type of thing I would say. The the temp the, the idea behind what you're saying is yeah. true. I don't. I'm doing it because you want to do it. 
I think but literally th- that is how I would have said I it. I think that's literally what you said. Yeah. And I remember listening to the episode thinking, why are these guys podcasting <laughs> together? But once I got past that point, I was like, oh, it's quite a cool podcast. It's still a good podcast. We are, in my opinion, very real. The longest running okay. black podcast black. <laughs> in the UK. We started 2010. Yep. We were the first ones, man. Well done. Okay. okay so. in the head again. So can't I congratulate you? That was a well done from the side of your mouth whilst looking at your phone, like shut this guy. I'm trying please. to look at my highlight of the week. Yeah, yeah, okay, on. so my highlight of the week is I'm going to be watching tomorrow, um, thanks to um my friend Dio, um founder of AfriClick. We're going to go and watch the Barbershop Chronicles at so the Roundhouse. If she's your friend, yeah. Why don't you say her name properly? How how would I say it? Dio. That's what I said. Okay, it's recorded. <laughs> well, did I say Dayo? No, no, no I you didn't. didn't. You didn't do it that bad. No, so you leave me alone. Anyway, so we're going to watch the Barbershop Chronicles mm-hmm. at the Roundhouse. Have you seen it? No, but I do believe by the time this episode comes out, it would have finished. It's finishing on Saturday, the 24th of August. August? Yeah, so you've got time. What month are we in now? August. Okay. So, so basically, it? next this this Saturday coming is going to be the last showing. Oh, so when is this coming out? This this episode. This episode is coming out on Monday. Tomorrow. Yeah. Go on, Rico. Okay. <laughs> My bad. I take it back then. <laughs> I would actually like to see that. Actually. I think I think you I think you should go and see it. It's only at the Roundhouse. It's not super expensive. I think it's like ten pounds a ticket. Yeah, buy me a ticket. I'll come with you guys. To be honest, the showing that we're going to, I think, is sold out. I'm going to assume most of them probably are. No, no, you can still try. There were still some seats. If if you're willing to go by yourself, I think there's some single seats. I'll try and do that. Okay. So, and then, okay, if you go then, then we come back together and talk about it. Okay, cool. Anyway, just for just for everyone, basically the Barbershop Chronicles is described as basically the newsroom and political fact platform local hotspot confession box preacher pulpit and football stadium all rolled into one that is basically describing what a typical barbershop is um directed by olivia olivier award-winning director now i don't know if i'm gonna say this right bijan shibani and designed by ray smith um of warhorse fame so it chronic, um, chronicles, it's a heartwarming, hilarious and insightful new play that leads from a barbershop in Peckham to Johannesburg, um, Kampala, Lagos and Accra. So I'm really looking forward to it, actually, because I think it's just um, I remember talking to my friends, actually, just saying that I want to go to the theatre more. I want to see more plays, that kind of thing. So um, I... I went to watch a play in Finchley recently, which was basically about um, the future and how basically we're all going to be assigned as um, numbers and that will dictate our life. Okay. Yeah. But... Reminds me of a film. Yeah, it it probably does. But yeah, so this is something a little bit different and I just thought, I think it would be good. So on my next episode, I'll probably talk about it. And if you go and watch it, we can both talk about it together. Yeah, because it's finishing soon, I've heard good things about it. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, I didn't hear about it until like about a week and a half ago, two mm-hmm. weeks ago, when somebody on my podcast recommended it. And then I was like, uh, and then everyone all of a sudden, since then I've just heard people talk about it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I think I heard about it on Off The Cuff. Yeah, I'm probably on your podcast as mm-hmm. well. 
Yeah, there you go. So yeah, I should try and go and see that. And I also want to support black theatre. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Black things of all of all variations. Yeah. We're like rooting that. for everybody black. You so. get me. <laughs> um do you have a highlight of the week to share? Yes. And it's a white production called <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, because I forgot to think of one before I came down, there's one that's on the top of my head. Tutting. What can I do? Um, it's called Chernobyl. It's a program on Sky. Oh, okay. It's a program about the disaster, the nuclear disaster in Chernobyl. Oh, interesting. In the early 80s. Um, it's, yeah, got a lot of praise. I've, uh, I don't watch a lot of TV, but because it's got a lot of praise, I've known mm. in the back of my head, I watch it at some Is point. Is it a series? It's a mini series. I think it's six episodes, okay. but don't hold me to that. But something along those lines, about about that number. And uh, I'm on episode four at the moment. Okay. And it's gripping. It's uh, it's 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 good. It's good. Okay. Yeah. Definitely one to look out for. So Chernobyl on Sky. Yeah. <laughs> Great advert. <laughs> okay, we've come to the end of the episode. Um, Mr. Stavros Bod Boss, sorry. Bod. Pod Farmer. Yes. Thank you for coming. Um, shout out your socials. Where can the good people find you? You can catch me at Stavros Boss on all social medias. Uh, that's S-T-A-V-R-O-S-B-O-S-S. And you can catch my podcast, uh, Eloquently Saying Nothing, on all the avenues you get podcasts. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can catch mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yes, eloquently saying nothing, or you can find us at ESN Podcast on all your social medias as well. And listen to the episodes that I'm on. <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah, it will say featuring Mo from Color Out of the Box podcast. Yeah. And she's around, yeah. So you can yeah. listen to those, you know, those ones. And then you can listen to the good ones after. Yeah, I'll put I'll put a link in the podcast description so people can find. Um, so you she can... didn't get the joke because <laughs> she doesn't listen. <laughs> I listen. When you listen back, you'll get the joke and realise, oh, I wasn't actually listening when he was talking. <laughs> you can find Colour Out The Bots on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. I forgot to do that at the beginning. That's how you know I've not done this for a while. So yeah, you can find Colour Out The Bots on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Do use the hashtag Colour Out The Box and that's colour spelt the English way, not the American way. And Yeah, um, the original way. <laughs> the actual proper way. And um, tweet us, um, let me know what your thoughts, any questions you have. Tell her you want a weekly episode, not gaps. <laughs> Tell her, pull her I'm, up on it, pull I'm, her up on pull it. Pull me up, because I need, I need to be told. I am, I'm going to get better, I promise. I'm, I'm putting that, I'm making that commitment. Um, She's made these promises before. <laughs> Just, I've, heard, I've heard them, I listen to her podcast. No, I'm going to make the promise. Mm. And also... I think, I don't know, should we put... Because you normally pose a question to your listeners. Like, what would you pose... What would you want them to... Oh, it's always about the episode. So what, what I would, would be a good I'd question? tell people to use our hashtag and to discuss the things that we have brought up that you feel strongly about. So no, but in, I'm... This, in this... Well, in this case, it would be... what. All right, and outside of everybody's spoken about um, Jay-Z and whatnot, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the first topic anymore, but I know that everyone was speaking about that, oh, the, the chicken box thing. Yeah. So I think what I would say, if, if it was this podcast and I was picking one specific thing, I would say, use the hashtag colour out the box and let me know 
what you feel whether you're a man whether you like to be approached mm. whether you think um, that's a good thing or whether you think a woman should hold back whether you think it's a, a complimentary thing for you or if you're a woman if you feel that you feel comfortable to approach a man whether you would advise your, your, your female friends to approach a man whether you think it's, it works or not that's a good question jump into the conversation because uh, Mo who is red faced and desperate for a man <laughs> desperate <laughs> No, Needs to know. I'm gonna just literally just cut all I'll, that. Out. How did you cut it out? It's I'm a gonna, joke. You know what I'm gonna do? It's I'm gonna chop joke. it up. It's <laughs> a joke. No, cool. no, that's not yours. You're trying to ruin my market. No, no, man. You're a legend in this game, man. You cannot ruin your market you, at all. You are. You no, are. no, no, no. It's so fine. It's, I, okay. it, 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 it's just a joke. But use the hashtag. Cut out the box. And let us know about women approaching men. What you think it is. Yeah. What you think about it from either side. Because I am interested as well, seeing as I'm completely out out of this um, field. And can I add to that question? It's your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Do what you want. Okay, so I'm going to add to that question. I would actually like to, this is specifically to the women. Do you think that your... Do, do you think that your type has been dictated by the men that have approached you rather than what you actually like? Mm. So, like I said, have you? do you have the same realisation as me or not so much? So, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. I would like, see, these are questions that I would like to know the answer to. Yeah, myself. no, definitely. So, yeah, as um, Sapros was saying, use the hashtag colour out the box or at us and join the conversation. Until next time. Peace. Slack for life. Okay then, no, yeah. You want a good person? Yeah. A good person wouldn't go out with somebody that likes it. So you think that this is an acceptable lie. Me, as a good person, as much as I understand it, it's not acceptable to lie to me. So then from then, I wouldn't go out with it. No, but that's your choice. Yes, but you're not listening to what I'm saying. (laughs) If I start from the beginning, you want a good man. A good man is not going to go out with somebody that says it is okay to lie in this circumstance. Yeah, this, but there's different circumstances. No, so. you're not you're not getting what I'm saying because what you're trying to do is. Um, but we we had this discussion. There's only one lie that I really told when dating someone that I don't really know too well, okay. and that's the one about living alone. All right, but are you understanding what I'm saying, or are you dismissing what I'm saying? saying I think I'm probably dismissing it. So my point, if I <laughs> if I was to tell you that if you said the word black to uh, pineapple to a but, good person yeah. a good, and that's going to turn turn him off you you might say well then let me not use the word pineapple